Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 57, and boy, do we have plenty and plenty to break down. we got so much to talk about. we got Copa Mekis action. we got Liga MX to break down. we got Ladies Aguilas to discuss. And we have, as always, trivia. And for the first time ever in Eagle Eye history, we have a viewing party that we're going to be talking about as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, strap on your seatbelts. Sit tight. It's going to be a crazy, crazy ride. But... As I go forward, let me introduce today's co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we doing? Um, pretty good, man. Uh, just long day today, but I'm ready to pod, though. My favorite time of the day. Favorite time of the day. Now, don't worry for those of you who are asking, where is Mr. Cowboy Dan? Well, he just finished having dinner uh, with Mr. F- Morgan Freeman. So, you know, you know how those things can kind of delay. So he will be on the podcast shortly. Of course, he's finishing up, tidying things up around and uh, hopefully he, uh, he'll he join us pretty soon so he can get into the discussion. But, Christian, we got plenty to break down, plenty to talk about. Uh, what better place to start off than uh, than with Copa Mekis? Then we'll jump into the league and then uh, give a little bit of a shout-out to the ladies. And then, of course, uh, we'll, we'll close out the show with a, a very exciting uh, viewing party. Oh, dude, I'm excited to talk about the viewing party. Uh, you've been working very hard on this, and I hope it all comes to fruition. I hope so too. I hope so too. We'll get to the viewing party in a little bit, uh, a little bit later. Right now, let's talk business. Let's talk about Las Aguilas de la América going up against Necaxa yesterday in the Copa Mekis match, in which the team saw out a three-to-one victory. Wasn't the prettiest of games in the first half. Second half picked up, but still wasn't the best of games at all. It was pretty much a Necaxa B side, almost even a C side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but the boys rattled up and then they came through and you know. Two big goals for Roger Martinez in to to boost his confidence. I mean, what, what more can we say? We also had a debut of Nicolas Benedetti. I mean, so much, so much to talk about. Yeah, um, like you said, though, we didn't look uh, our best, in my opinion. Even in the first half, I was I was watching the game. And I'm thinking to myself, well, let's see. This is 95 percent of our starting lineup, and you know we can't seem to put put one past this Nicaxa BC team. It was a little bit worrying, but um, but as you saw throughout the game, we started, you know connecting better and creating better chances ultimately leading us to the victory yes definitely definitely i'm interested to hear to see what the people in the chat have to say about this obviously uh always have something to talk about always have something to say in regards to what we're we're discussing uh but you're right it it, it just didn't seem to be this america side that we've known and and i think the thing that frustrated me the most was the youngsters again getting the opportunity mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you and still not giving us the perfect performance that you want. I'm, I'm and, and in the sense when I say perfect, I'm not saying that you have to have an all well-rounded game. I just want to see more from them. And mm-hmm. I think this is a discussion me and my dad were actually having yesterday. We we're sitting down, we we're talking, and it just it, it looked like Clemente couldn't get past his marker and it, it couldn't just get one through. Uh Cordoba, who had a pretty good game against Queretaro, and we'll discuss about that, just didn't seem to be himself in in this game against Nakaxa, which is funny enough, this is I would I would take it that it was probably an even tougher opposition, and he shined in that game rather than this one where he had a little bit more liberty to do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we had these two youngsters coming into the side again, getting these chances to prove themselves, and then the space looks like it's almost gone now with with the return of possibly Ibargüen coming back into into the mix of things, um, and it just looks like these these chances are starting to fade away. And and I mean, you, you'd expect them to want to to take it you know by you know by all means necessary but it, it just it doesn't seem to be the case at this moment 
Yeah, uh, like you said about touching on the Clemente subject a little bit, you heard the, the announcers even say throughout the game, Miguel Herrera was just, you know, hounding hounding him, you know, like, yo, come on, let's do do this right, do this, do this better, you know. Just seemed like he was uncomfortable that game. Um, We'll talk about it more when we talk about the Querétaro game, but for me, I don't, I, I know how you feel about him in the first half against the Querétaro game, but for me, the Querétaro game, he did, he did do, do things that I kind of liked, and it showed that he wanted to, you know, be be more in the game and you know ch- start creating more chances, be more open, you know, get draw the attention more to him. But as the game uh, plays out, you see him like fade a little bit, a little uh, a little bit, and then he starts losing the ball more, making uh bad uh bad decisions. But uh, like you said, you know, Clement is one of those uh, youngsters that you uh starting to think that you know what, maybe it's time to to ride the bench a little bit or start playing in the in the under twenties. You know, it was a funny, like, you know, we had this discussion on on the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not he was actually performing. Yeah. And then and were, now we, we're, we're having this one again, and, and it just seems to be the, the, the case. And, and I know we're not the only ones talking about this. I, I know there's other people out there, especially on Twitter, that are discussing this, that are talking about this. Even the commentators were saying, you know what, this kid is a promising, promising player, but just, he doesn't seem to give us what everyone else is talking about. He kind of gives me a reminder of inside Runde. Remember, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Being talked about how great this player is in practice, all the things he's done right, everything that he does, and just when it comes to him being on the pitch, something seems to 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 just get to him, and yeah. he doesn't seem to be the same player. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it'd be the nerves or something? I mean, he is still a youngster, but then again, you can't really put that excuse on him because he has been getting first team minutes, so those nerves should be out the window already. So another excuse I can put on him, I really can't think of one. I think it's just time to, you know what, look at other options. You know, you have Tucho Lopez on the bench who me, you, and Dylan rate him higher than Clemente on the wing, and we just don't see much of him in that position. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Although, you know, our good friend Mr. Chicken Nugget says that's not his position, though. Yes, and you're right. We agree to that. You're right. We agree mm-hmm. to that. But still, given the opportunity, I think you'd want to, to flourish in it. I mean, perfect example, Tony Lopez who has been placed almost everywhere on the pitch. I'm surprised he's surprised he hasn't even been the goalkeeper at times. Uh, you know, left back, left wing, right wing, center mid. Um and and he knows that these these chances come come very come very little and and he's done them fairly well, you know, especially in positions that you think he would absolutely not, you know, not thrive in, but he he's done pretty well and 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 that speaks something that speaks to 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 many, and a lot of do do people question why he's not playing some of these games? And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the rule of the youngsters, how old do they have to be? They have to be twenty. Don't they have to be twenty one and under? Twenty one, right? Definitely, I'm pretty sure twenty one or twenty two under. I'm pretty sure. I'm guessing it's twenty one because I think I'm gonna say twenty one. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty one. Tony Lopez is what twenty two or twenty one also. I believe you should be somewhere in between that. Mm. Oh, actually, I don't know, to be honest. I, still, I, but I think the reason why Clement is playing is because he's a lot younger. Right. So I guess that could be the reason why, because you do need to fulfill the minutes in Copa Mekis too. I think there's a separate rule, though, in Copa Mekis. I think, I forgot what game I was watching. It could have been the America game. But the announcer was saying how something about you know, you can't take out this player because then you'll be violating like the rule or whatever, or like you're supposed to have a minimum of like three under under twenty players on the field, or something like that. 
I don't know. The rules are very complicated. Now I really don't keep up with them, and I, and I think I should because now I, I probably sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> well, well, we'll do our homework a lot much better for for next week's podcast. But our good friend Mr. Chicken Nugget again uh, informing us perfectly that uh, it, it's under twenty, so it is the rule is under twenty. So again, Tony Lopez doesn't qualify for that automatically. So you kind of are taking up a spot right there, right? You, you know, give it to someone who's younger. Um, and, and I think that's what we're giving Clemente so much. Uh, and this is something that that I've said uh, to you guys. I don't think I've said it openly here on the podcast, but. Uh, we're, we're putting the youngsters in so early right now so we can comply with the minutes so that way later on in the season we don't have to use them. Right. But like you also said, though, in the, in, um, the subject of our opportunity, they're getting the opportunity. They should be making more of it, you know? Maybe down the line, God forbid, you know, players have to get injured again and then you look you look to your cantera, you know? You know, fresh young players looking to make a move. But do you really consider Clemente as like a – like a, as a possible replacement, like you start to wonder a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's he's definitely getting enough uh, spotlight here on the Eagle Eye podcast. We've we, we've talked about him consistently yeah. now. No, for, well, for two days. I mean, uh, so let's let's hope we can can uh, shut our mouths and keep yeah. progressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now let's move move ahead, move besides the youngsters and and then talk about the whole game as a perspective. I think ultimately the game was was enjoyable. It, it wasn't it was horrible. it wasn't like last week's Atlético San Luis game. It was just terrible to watch. Yeah, this one was a little bit more better. This one there's still some frustration because you still wanted to see a better side. Because to be honest, about seventy percent of the people there uh, were uh, were were probably starters. Yeah, there was just it was just Clemente. Uh, Cordova and Carlos Vargas that weren't starters. Yep. Well, so, I see. And the reason why, obviously, is to you know to secure our um our, our, entry, our, our entry into the next round. Yes. So by winning uh yesterday, we 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 did that. We're officially in. Uh, we don't have to depend on next week's result between Necaxa and San Luis. So uh, overall, the night I think it was like uh, a success. It was, it was uh, on all aspects, actually, really. Uh, if you think about it, uh, the, the team is starting to play with each other a little bit more. Uh, you know, these kind of Copa Mekis games, sometimes a lot of people dread the fact that it will interrupt the play that you know your starters have in between mm-hmm. in, in between the games. Uh, but you know, the starters are seeing each other a little bit more frequently, they're starting to play with each other better. Hopefully, we we, we can attest to this on Saturday's game against Leon and and we see a much better team. Uh, because it, it, I will discuss about this as well. Queretaro, the game wasn't at all pretty either it, it was actually right. quite dull quite boring yeah. uh and i think the only life it had was actually the golazo from uh, renato ibarra and and then and this nakaxa game had a little bit more than than that it, it gave us a little bit more uh, excitement it, it it gave us a little bit more to cheer about you know the first half it, it wasn't that good you go up a goal by a penalty strange you know with a handball and everything uh but emmanuel Aguilera comes in slots at home i think the most important part about it is that our penalty taker is actually getting oh, yeah. uh, is, is is getting the job done, and I think that's the most important part because it's one thing we dreaded is is the penalties, and, and hopefully that is a curse we're leaving behind, and yeah. now we can be a well-rounded team in all aspects. Mm-hmm, definitely, you bring back you bring up the penalty uh, taking aspect of it, and you're right. You know, Aguilera seems to be comfortable with it. I think that's a big plus for us, and you know, we can hopefully once again feel happy when the ref uh, points to that spot and you know there's a chance a very good chance of us going up on the scoreboard but yeah definitely we dreaded it so many so many times uh so it's, it's, it's good to see that our our team is finally taking those opportunities and, and then you know second half rolls around and you see a much better america side i mean we get a goal right away at the beginning oh, yeah 
with mm-hmm. a great Roger Martinez finish. Yeah. Um, which is which is good to see him get some confidence. Oh, definitely. You the way he controlled the ball and just got past the defender was some a thing of beauty to watch. And like you said, just the confidence boost, you know, we, we need that. And, you know, he, I think he, he's aware, you know, okay, listen, Nico Castillo just came, you know, I, I got to get, I got to get going or else I'm going to be riding this, this, uh, this bench or even sitting out of the whole, of the whole, um, the whole squad because we have two extra foreigners and he does not want to be one of them, uh, sitting out. So it's good to see Roger Martinez score this one. And, and the one we bring up that topic, we will discuss it. If it's, if it's not this podcast, it definitely will be the next one. Uh, we have a lot of foreigners, and we got to get rid of a couple in this summer window. Uh, it should be interesting to see what people think about which players should leave. I've heard a couple of players, people say Emanuel Aguilera should leave. Um, I was probably one of those people that wanted him gone at the beginning of last season. Um, but looking at what he's been able to do now, I would say that he's fighting for a spot to stay with America this next this next transfer window. Uh, but that's that's going to be for a discussion later on during the podcast or for for the next show. But it's mm-hmm. an interesting one to have nonetheless. But uh, yes, the Roger thing was was beautiful. It, yes. it 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 showcased exactly what we've been talking about the, the athletic athleticism that he has, the muscle build, the the strength, the power to get through defenders. He's not the most tactical dribbler, uh, but yet when he wants to and when he can, he he goes for it. And and nine times out of ten, it doesn't work out for him. But the one times that it does, he can showcase exactly everything, everything mm-hmm. that we've been praising him for. And uh, he, he showcased that in, in that goal. And, and throughout the match, he, he he was alive. He wanted the ball. He was checking in. He was doing a lot of the stuff that we praised. A man who played yesterday but was nowhere in sight, uh, Henry Martin. I sound like a broken record, honestly. Last podcast, I said the same thing. I'm going to say it again this week. You know, Henry Henry Martin is known to have these little, these little little sprouts of good moments. Okay, I score a goal here, a brace here, a goal here, but then he just shuts off. And like you can't even say that he's not getting minutes because he's getting minutes. You know, he's starting, he's uh he's playing, you know, 70 minutes a game, you know, do something at least. You I think it was you that tweeted yesterday that yeah, uh, when Henry was getting subbed out, you were like, wait, what Henry was actually playing? Like, no, yeah, and, and and it felt like that, honestly. No, and I'm, I'm telling you, like, I was sincere. Like, like, you know, I was on my phone. I was tweeting. Um, you know, I was doing the live tweeting. And and my dad, was, you know, they said Nicolas Benedetti was coming on. And I, my mm-hmm. dad was like, oh, I think they're going to take – they're most likely going to take a 40. He's like, I'm pretty sure they're going to take out Henry. I looked toward, I, I, I looked at him and I said, wait, Henry's playing? Like, sincerely shocked and, and surprised that Henry was and, – and it shouldn't have been because I knew I, – I saw the lineup right before, you know, kickoff, and I knew Henry was up top. But throughout the whole game, Henry was not mentioned once by the narrators, at least that I remember. And he didn't get the ball at all. I, I'd be surprised to see how much touches he even had. But mm-hmm. it, it was terrible. And we said Henry. Henry is the guy for these Copa Mekis matches. Henry is the guy who was supposed to show up and say, look, I'm the Copa Mekis guy. I'm the guy who should be fighting for a spot in the league. Give me a chance. And we've given him time to time to time again. Um, and times he responds with some goals. Other times he, you know, he doesn't even look like he's on the pitch. I mean, I, it, there is no in-between with Henry, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that's the most worrisome part is he hits the ground running for a little bit, yet he does it so quickly that he just can't seem to last for the rest of the season. And, and, Hence, why he just goes quiet. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with you, and you know it sucks to see because, like I said before, you know you have um the arrival of Nico Castillo, and you know 
for right now, he's 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 at the bottom of the list to start, uh, Henry Martin, in my opinion. Um, and it sucks to see because I know there's a lot of people who like Henry Martin and and think he can, uh, you know, perform better. But listen, guys, he's been given the chance. I, I mean, he come on, man. He he. By now, he would have to show uh, shown us a little bit more. Yes, I agree with you guys also that Roger Martinez hasn't also been the flashiest player, but like Ivan says, though, at least he's you know showing himself in the game. Like he wants to play, he wants the ball, wants to create something, not just walking around and you know just expecting things to come. You know, Roger goes out there and at least just to find things, you know, create stuff at least. But um, you know, it's a little bit a little bit sad to see considering his um his good start to the season. Yeah, well, you know, we know a certain cowboy likes uh, likes Henry, but we'll have to wait and mm-hmm. see what his uh, his take is on all of this uh, when he does join the podcast later. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, overall, uh, you know, Henry comes out. Nicolas Benedetti makes his debut, plays oh, a little yeah. bit, uh, mm-hmm. like around thirty-ish minutes, a little less than thirty. Uh, but he comes in, and uh, I'll tell you something. I don't really expect much from players within you know less than thirty minutes, but from what I saw from him, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm excited. Um, and I am very excited, and and that's hard for me to accept because uh you know whenever these kind of players come abroad, I, I take it with a grain of salt because you know I've seen time and time again players come all come yeah come into the team <laughs> you know big hype big speculation that they're gonna be this next best thing, and you know they they end up you know flopping. I mean Roger in a sense is kind of that thing you know he was promised to be the next big Colombian striker he was promised to be this next Cabanas and then of course after that, I mean. I don't know, you know, hasn't really yeah. showcased does that. But Nico's Benedetti comes in and uh, he he has a uh, he has some spark to him. He has some life to him. Uh, he showcased it in in just a little bit of time that he had. He looks good on and off the ball. His movement is great. He looks like he's fast. He knows how to control the tempo. He knows how to control the game. Uh, he, great ball control. Uh, you know, very good delivery. And um, I, I think we we have a very good talented player in our hands. It's whether or not he can continue that run of form. And uh, you know, see see through it out that he can fight for a spot in the in the starting eleven, because uh, I don't think any of us can argue that he's talented. You know, mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, I mean, you've uh, said all his qualities, so I don't have to repeat that. But the thing I like the most, and uh, I think I'll appreciate it more for Miguel Herrera, is putting him in that camp position, because throughout the whole week and since his arrival, I've been seeing posts on Twitter and commentators saying oh so he's gonna take over the left wing position but in my mind and in your mind too because i know you talked about this with me we were like wait but why is he gonna play left wing position if his natural position is the camp that's where he excels that's where he plays the best so why would you limit him and putting by putting him on the left wing it doesn't make sense and i also heard the commentators say that miguel Herrera has been using him on the left wing in practice and that scares me a little bit because like i just said he's not a left wing he can play the left wing position definitely but he shines more as a cam, and I think we saw a little glimpse of that yesterday. So I really hope he continues to put uh, he continues to put him on uh, in the cam position. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Our good friend Mr. Chicken Little saying Nicholas Benedetti is nicknamed the next James Rodriguez down in Colombia. So is there now we have the next James? Well, we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully he can be. El poeta, um, huh? El poeta, isn't that what they call him? That's yes, El poeta. the poet. The poet. El poeta kind of does look like a poet, to be honest. I think you find him at a Starbucks somewhere writing in his uh in his book. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean he's uh he, he looks like he's a solid player, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, obviously, like uh, like you know everyone's been mentioning in the chat, he's he's not a winger, and and we I I don't see him as a left wing. Mister Chicken Nugget doesn't see him as a left wing. I mean, 
most of us probably don't see him as a as a left wing. I mean, I think he's a. I, I think his best virtue is down in that camp position. But then we run into the situation as to who's going to play there now, because Mateo Soribe was potentially going to be there, and yeah. now Benedetti's going to be there. And what about when Menes comes back? So now it's it, it's all this talk about you know what position and and, and who's going to play in what. So. It's interesting. It's internal competition, which is great because we it's get a good to problem. of everyone, hopefully. So Miguel Herrera does have a situation at hand. And, uh, I mean, he said it himself. Every manager would kill to be in my position, to have all these talented players and to think, mm -hmm. who am I going to start and who am I going to leave out? Oh, so yeah. uh, that one spot, though, the left-wing spot is uh, is definitely, definitely a concern for me. Uh, to have only Ibargüen there and, and to have players like Clemente, only be the substitute there. I mean, Tony Lopez is also an option, a, a very good viable option, but it doesn't look like he's opting to use him there. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm a bit worried. And, and and I said it too, once the transfer window closed, I said America needed a winger. America forcefully needed another winger. And, um, and, it, and it's I mean, worrisome to see that we lost so much depth in that department. And, uh, and, and now we're, we're really shorthanded, you know? It honestly wouldn't surprise me. And this is such a Miguel Herrera thing. Now, now that I'm really thinking about it, I wouldn't surprise me if he puts Benedetti on the left wing until the summer, to the end of the season, I meant. And then most likely, we'll talk about this later on in the season, but most likely going to offload Menes, in my opinion, uh, depending on what he what he does this year, but it's not looking good for him. Offload Menes, and then, you know, you go out on the market and buy a left winger. But um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But um, he comes in, showcases some very good football, Benedetti. Uh, and then, of course, you know, almost had himself a goal, to be honest. Oh, yeah, he did. Would, would have been interesting to see that. Yeah. But he linked up very well with Roger, by the way. Yeah. Very well with Roger. It's that, it's that Colombian connection, you know? Definitely. It's that Cafetero uh, connection going. In, in Imagine the, going. the trio of Roger, um, Uribe, and Benedetti. And then you buy one. That's and a That's a guy. That's quadruple. That's a... Coffee that's a square. Coffee <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not technically a square. Whatever has uh, four sides, I guess, a rectangle, a rectangle, whatever a, other shapes. A, I was not good at geometry, um, but I mean, we we have good options there. So yeah, him so. coming in, and, and I think you know we'll we'll end on this note in regards to Benedetti. Uh, the fact that he was running up and down, the fact that he kept asking for the ball, and the fact that he kept going at Mexico City altitude for as long as he did. Mm -hmm. uh, surprised me a lot and yeah. I think that's what, what gave me more excitement is the fact that he lasted so long in that altitude and he didn't look like he was choking honestly I think he just knows who he's playing for and that's excites me because you know he knows that he's a part of a, a big a big institution now and you know he he knows that he has to love up bring up his game just that much more and I just can't wait to see more of him Definitely, definitely. So the game ends. America wins three to one. Uh, the score, the goal we get scored on is just really terrible, uh, and really yeah. terrible. In the fact that it was terrible goalkeeping too. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what Jimenez was doing trying to catch that ball. Uh, it, I think it's goalkeeper one one in that situation. You parry that ball out. You never try to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I mean, the kid was seventeen years old though. Imagine, imagine that story's gonna tell one day. Yeah, but then you know you 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 Google the you you Google and you YouTube the goal and you're just like ah you know ah, I don't care it wasn't that if, good. it wasn't that good I'm, of a goal if the I'm 17 and I scored on America and the Salisteca oh dude 
but best believe I'm framing that everywhere, everywhere around my house. <laughs> so in Photoshop that Jimenez didn't put his hand, arms here, is it right here? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see yeah. uh, what that but, kid, uh, you know, comes yeah. up. Looks like he's talented, though. Yeah, look, he's talented. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, overall good game, and yeah, just we're through to the next round. That's the most important part. Definitely. So America's up into the next round. We'll have to wait and see exactly who our opponents are. So yeah. Nothing is 100% in the rest of the other groups. So things are still being played out, of course. And uh, we'll have to wait and see whether or not uh, America makes it uh, against an easier opposition or whether or not we're going to get a little bit someone with a little bit more colmillo. But again, we'll have to wait that and we'll keep you guys updated. And if you guys want to know where it is that you guys can find all these news that we keep you updated with, well, it's on our Twitter handle. Our Twitter is at Eagle Eye Podcast. Cast. It used to be Eagle Eye Pod. Now it's Eagle Eye Podcast. Branding. And, uh, yes. Brand, Branding I mean, 101. If you guys want a little tip. That is our Twitter and Instagram as well. So make and sure YouTube. You follow us. And, and Spotify. And iTunes. Spotify. And SoundCloud. ITunes. Look at that. We're almost oh, everywhere. No. Almost. We still need to go for a few, a few more. But within mm -hmm. time. Within time, we'll get there. Within time, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, uh, that is that segment. And as we are closing that segment, a cowboy has arrived into the vicinity. Daddy, gentlemen, welcome, Mr. Cowboy Dan Dylan. How are we doing, my friend? Doing good. Doing good here in San Angelo. Nice. It was a perfect segue. I miss you. Don't lie to me. So um, you got to tell us, I, I told everyone uh, you were a little late because you just finished up having dinner with uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, so how was that? Tell people these lies and slander. Throw my reputation out there for it to go down, don't you? What are you talking about? Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Morgan is, is, Freeman. <laughs> I think, top five on everyone's list to have dinner with one day. Morgan Freeman or me? No, you. Oh, I think, I think Morgan Freeman was was just excited to have you. That's just all that Lambusco talk. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to have you back, my friend. It's good to have you back on the podcast. Um, so we just finished up talking about the Copa Mekis. Uh, anything you want to say before we move on? No, um, uh, I got an extra chance to, to watch it on my phone and listen. I think I hit everything. Perfect. Perfect. I do. All righty. Well, we're going to move on. I, into... I give. Uh -huh. Did you say how did you do, Christian? Yeah. I gave you a 10 out of 10, and I gave Ivan a 1 out of 10. Thank you. Why, why is it? Because. All right, next next segment, Ivan. Let's go. <laughs> next segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently uh, Dylan's handing out report cards. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to move on into the next segment. All right. So. Let's jump into the league talk. Let's jump and let's talk America versus Querétaro. Obviously, the boys walked away with a 2-0 win in the Estadio Azteca. The most notable things about those games was, one, Renate Barra scored the golazo. Ooh. Two, Roger Martinez got himself on the score sheet, which ultimately boosted his confidence for yesterday's game. And three, the, the team walked away with a clean sheet. Mm -hmm. I think those are only the three positives I can take away from this game because I'm looking back at it. I don't understand what is it that... Uh, what is it that that this team did right in a sense that we haven't seen already or critiqued? 
<laughs> we're laughing. Why are we laughing? Because I guess you guys don't. I mean, the, well, I mean, things that we did do good. I think in the first half we actually controlled the game. We dictated yeah. tempo. I think that was a big plus for us because that was something we criticized this team all season, all last season that we didn't know how to do that until the later parts. And I think this game we did a pretty good job about that. I don't know if it was more of us doing like enforcing something to do it or just get it that sitting back a little bit um may have do something with both but in that regard i think we did pretty good in control of the game definitely definitely now now before we go any further, i kind of want to address this chicken biscuit says i think the best perfect trio for a dinner date is uh cowboy dan morgan freeman and betty white now i don't know about you guys but that sounds like a, a very good evening that sounds like a funny evening like I would come home with like my I don't know my stomach in pain because I've been laughing too much. I don't know. I think I think Betty White would be playing footsies with Dylan. Oh dear lord. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry about that. Just had to address that. But yes, um, yes, we controlled the game quite well for throughout the whole match. I would say there's times here and there where Kereto had the ball. Yeah. Um, but look. I, I, I was seeing this game and there was no real thrill. There was no real excitement. Mm-mm. And usually there's times where I watch these games and I think, okay, let me, let me flip it around. Let me focus my perspective on the defending side of things. Are we controlling, are we controlling the space? Are we shutting down uh, options for the opposition? And yes and no, we, because I felt like Queretaro wasn't pushing us as hard at times, you know? Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah. so I think most of this responsibility will fall on Queretaro that they didn't come at us. Obviously, there was at times in, in the second half where they looked more alive and, and they came, uh, but I think we shut them down pretty well. It's just I felt a little creativity going forward. I, I felt, obviously, it was a very, you know, injured America side, you know, injuries, red cards. We weren't the full-studded side that everyone's so used to, but still the players that we had out there had more than enough talent to go out and prove something to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dylan... You, you're looking at this game, you're looking at both halves, and, and you're seeing this lack of creativity, this lack of uh, of movement. What is it What is it that's crossing your mind? Oh, I mean, I mean, it's just kind of like what Christian said, you know, I think, you know, the first half we give it to America, and then I'm thinking in my mind still, here comes the dreaded second half, because I think I think uh, we've seen before, you know, America comes out, they do the good stuff in the first half, and they lose in the second half. Is which uh, what's what came about in this game, and not seeing too much creativity. Um, you know, I, I think that's just been one of those problems that we've had that we've talked about too. Another broken record. Um, nine shots on target throughout the whole game. Seventeen total shots. You know, um, not necessarily the best, but it's not cheeks either. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> he said that's not cheeks either. <laughs> Dude, what? You know, you are the reason why this podcast sometimes becomes controversial. I mean, uh, I, I mean, there goes our sponsor. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, no, but like, um, some of the creativity, you know, came from Renato. I mean, you didn't really get, I mean, Guido doing Guido. I mean, you didn't get that much from Cordova. And then obviously, Clemente on the left side. I mean, you're not going to get much there either. <laughs> So, I mean, 
but you're right. I feel like there's no better way to describe that, though. <laughs> like, you're right. No, it was, yeah. I, I mean, there's not because, I, I mean, what, what Piojo fielded is what you're going to get, and I think that's what we got. We did not get cheeks, as Dylan so gracefully put it for us. Um, and you're right, we 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 didn't. Um, and and it's a bit shocking. And then we talked about this already, Christian. But the fact that you know these youngsters come out and then and they don't give us everything that they can, uh, kind of makes you miss Linus. You know, a kid that was actually willing to do something and get results. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, at times I feel like it's a the you know everything gets too big for them. They kind of close up. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see whether or not they can get past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's much to talk about this. I mean, get, yeah, you know, for those of, for those people who don't really know the lineup that we had, does anyone have it? Yeah, I yeah. Do. Oh, of course, Dylan. of course, Dylan. I do. Let me give let me give the lineup since you know I got it right. I, I finally got it right. That is I'm right. Still, we have I'm to give a put big congratulations to Dylan here, who actually for some reason got a hundred percent the lineup correct. Um, he's been, you've the only one to get the lineup right before and you're the only one to predict the score, right? Uh, uh, scoreline, correct? Because no one predicted a two nil victory. I didn't predict That's... a two nil victory though. No, no, no. It was last, last season you, you predicted a scoreline, right? But no one predicted a two nil, uh, victory that I can remember at least because Christian, you said, uh, two one, right? I said two one. Yeah. I don't know why, but Dylan, you said two, two. I mean, mm-hmm. outrageous. I don't know what was going through your head. And then, of course, um, I predicted 4-0. So, of course. obviously, we, we we were all completely wrong. But, Dylan, go ahead. Give uh, give everyone the lineup. Uh, it was Marchesin, Aguilar, Alvarez, uh, Valdez, Reyes, Ivara, Guido, Cordova, uh, Clemente, Henry, and Roger. You saw that, and then you thought, one, damn, Cowboy Dan does it again. And then two, damn, is that really all we got? I mean, no. Well, I mean, I tend, um, to an extent, I think, y'all were t- talking about the 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 role about playing the youngsters. And so, I mean. I, I mean, at, yeah, you. you I mean, because at this, at this point, you know, you got to. No, I didn't think I didn't think Ortega, but that's just me. I'm gonna leave that to you because I know you did, Ivan. But I mean, at this point, like you, you, you you're gonna comply with it. You're trying to get it out of the way, and so you're kind of thinking, like, yeah, this isn't the best we got, but I, I, I understand, but I don't like it really that much. Yeah, actually, funny thing about that, um, Edson didn't look so good at center back. I was just about to bring that up. I don't know about you guys, but he looked a little bit shaky to me at center back. I mean, maybe because he hasn't played the position in a while, but um, yeah, he didn't look sharp, but. He didn't look bad either, you know. Yeah, yeah that's what he, he just looked a, a bit off, like I'll like he just got caught off guard at times. Um, because I f- maybe you're right, he just hasn't played there in a while too. He reminds me of a very, very, very young Edson Alvarez, uh, when he was playing back center back, and I would critique him off for that same thing. Uh, but Pioco saw it right away and and made the adjustments in the second half. So uh, you know Edson, who actually once he came back into the midfield, my goodness, did we look very solid going forward. Yeah. And you know it's it's a good thing because you know we we can trust that that Guido Edson partnership works, but it's also a bad thing because that you know putting Edson there, and if we play the same formation, you know it takes away you know a Mateo Suribe that could be slotted in there, and you think to yourself, well, if Edson if there's no argument to take Edson out of there right now, 
does Uribe sit the bench? And do you really want to have a, a player like Uribe on the bench? Some would argue yes, because I mean, can you imagine the um can you, can you imagine him coming on in the second half? No, yeah, definitely. But but is Uribe a second uh, a super sub though? Is what I'm trying to get at. Like does might just be for this season. Could be. You're right. Um I don't know. I just Yeah, you know what you're right. I just it just in my opinion, I don't I just don't you know, in a, in my world, I just don't see Uribe as a super sub, you know. Like yes, he had a pretty decent and eh, bad decent season last uh last last season, but um but he still has a boatload of potential and we know what he can yeah. bring to the table. So, you know, it's it's just a little bit weird in my opinion. Unless Mateus Uribe learns how to play left wing, I don't see him starting in this America side anytime soon. Right. But we'll have to see how how Bioho plays this because it's gonna be very interesting. So funny enough, uh man of the match went to Renato Ibarra. They had a poll America on whether it was gonna be Ibarra or Roger. Uh Renato won that one by ninety three percent, I believe. Get in the zone, autos. Auto zone. There you go. That was a beautiful goal. goal. Oh, that was a beautiful goal. But probably the most exciting thing we've seen that whole game. Yeah. I think I think I burned myself because I was ironing my shirt whenever I saw that. <laughs> it was just it really was just that good. So uh tremendous goal, tremendous, you know, great effort and, and good teamwork. Because I think America walks out and deserves the three points. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, we'll leave it at that. I mean, we can't. There's no real reason to go much into this. There's no real reason to try to deep dive into this. I think it was just that we complied with what we had. We gave a pretty good result. Walked away with three points. Got a clean sheet. On to the next. Yeah. Uh, good three points. Um, we're still we're still sitting. I think we're we're sitting decent on the table with uh, with the game in hand. So. Everything seems to be in order. And a good game to bounce back after after that Monterey lost. You know. And the San Luis lost. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a way to kind of spring yourself back into into mm-hmm. action. Well, gentlemen, if there's nothing else to talk about in regards to the Queretaro game, should we move on into our next segment? Yes, sir. Yes. Alrighty. Everyone's favorite, or at least everyone who is watching right now. For those of you listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, we always urge you guys, if you guys can, come out, come and watch a live show. It's going to change your life. We promise you. Because why? Well, we have trivia. Trivia in which you can earn yourself how much points, Christian? Uh, when you join the podcast and answer the question, and if you get it correct, you will earn 20 points. And that'll help you you know, gain a little bit of advantage over your, over your fellow competitors. 20 points that is substantially a lot of points so if, if you guys can ever can of course today was kind of an off day because of america's uh you know situation in regards to the copa mekis so that, that is why we moved the podcast to wednesday but all the time regularly if the copa mekis allows it we will be live tuesdays 7 p.m pacific time 9 central 10 eastern and of course for those in mountain that is 8 o'clock in the night. So if you guys ever have a chance, come out, join us, and uh, join the live chat. It's uh, yep. it's always fun hearing and talking to you guys in that aspect. But without further ado, Christian, I give you the floor. Let these beautiful people know exactly what is it that they can uh, answer today. Sure. Um, Just before I give out the question tonight, guys, uh, two quick updates. One, the scoreboard. Yes, I promise you guys Sunday I, w- I would post the scoreboard with, uh, with the updated results and – 
you know, if I made any mistakes. I got around to it. I did. But um, I don't know what happened with my, with my computer, but it didn't save when I when I started editing all the all the scores. So everything got deleted. So I have to go back now and start doing all the points thing again. And it's going to take a little while because I had college these past three days. But now I'll have a little bit more free time in the next couple of days. So I'll get that out for you guys as soon as possible. I'm sorry. Um, everything should be updated. That's update number one. Number two, uh, yesterday I finally received every single jersey that we were supposed to give away. So tonight after the podcast, I will be printing out the labels to ship it out for you guys tomorrow. And I hope you guys get your jerseys very soon. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being patient. Um, and I hope you enjoy your your prize. Back to the trivia question. Um, Ivan, if you may, can you uh, put it in the chat, please? Thank you. Uh, today's question is, who was the last player to wear the number 15 on Club America? 15? Number 15, yes. Oh, damn. Dylan, you know. You know this one just as much as I know. Myself. Oh, man, no. I was going to say... Um... I was gonna say Hobie Bermudez, but you know, I don't know. Now, now, now I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, so that's a nice trivia question. Uh, thank you guys for being so patient with with me in terms of the scoreboard and the the prizes. And um, I hope I hope you guys get this uh get this one right. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, trivia's been been going really well. You know? Yeah, I like it. And, you know, it kind of hurts me because I've been, you know, failing on my part to some extent because I know how much everyone likes trivia. But um, but it still means a lot to me that uh, and to all of us that you guys are all very active and participated uh, in trivia. So thank you guys once again. And, you know, uh, good luck. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good luck to every single one of you guys. Uh, within the, the next couple of weeks, we should uh, have finalized exactly what it is that you guys are playing for. So don't think you're just playing blindly. So uh, we'll give you guys an update on what that could be shortly in, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, anything else in regards to trivia? Dylan, anything you want to say? No? What about your your recent, your recent scoreboard? A recent scoreboard? I haven't checked it yet. I've been too busy. You don't want to check. <laughs> yeah, I checked mine and, and and it was looking like I I checked it and I thought I was checking my uh uh my bank account. I, I just saw negatives, negatives everywhere. It was, it was quite <laughs> shocking. Oh man. No, but uh, thank you guys. You guys have uh, that hour to to submit your answers and uh, hopefully you guys, you know, climb up that scoreboard, climb up that ladder. You know, it, it always surprises me who how how well these people do. Yeah, it you know it just shows that you know these people really really are true fans, and you know it, it's good to see. You know, awesome, awesome. All right, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. A pretty pretty good segment, and uh, it, it's one that's very special for us to talk about because it's revolving a very good event in regards to this weekend. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on into the preview of this Jornada 6, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. That was 7. Uh, I thought it was 6. Oh, fuck. What? How are we not in sync on this one? <laughs> uh, uh, match day 6. Oh, okay. Exactly. 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> We're in match day six. La jornada says America will be taking on on in the Salisteca Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 central, and then of course 8 p.m. Eastern time. Now, why is this game important? Why is this game special? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Because the boys and I are putting on our first ever viewing party here in Southern California for all Americanistas to come and join and watch alongside me. So we are going to be at Larry's Pizza and Sports Parlor in Fullerton, California. Huge shout out, huge shout out to uh, Mr. James, who was nice enough to get us a booking for the uh, the venue to give us a, a good number amount of seats to, to give us the, the venue as a place for us to host this. Uh, he was a great great lad and uh you know all all we can do is just go down there get a slice of pizza come on down grab a beer with me let's watch america let's talk america it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing so if you are in the inland empire if you're in the la county in the orange county area anywhere within that area come on down i stress you guys just come on down join us it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great it's, it's gonna be a whole bunch of americanistas coming together and uh you know we're gonna be. Uh, we're, we're, I haven't talked to these guys yet, but I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting exactly everything going so that we can, uh, so so that we can get a uh, a giveaway as well. So we'll be doing a jersey giveaway for you guys once uh, once once we get uh, everyone into the venue. So come on down, Larry's Pizza and Sports Parlor down in uh, Fullerton, close to the downtown area. Come on down, join us. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. I already got a uh, a lot of people talking telling me that it's it's uh, it should be fun it should be exciting. Actually, I, I will post right now a link into where you guys can RSVP and uh, you know a certain amount of people. If you guys want to bring bring your friends, your family, your grandma, your grandpa, anyone, anyone, come on down, bring them. Uh, it's 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 a family event and and we just want to become you know come together and everything. So hopefully you guys come on down and uh and enjoy it. And and the reason why I did Fullerton uh was because I feel like, you know, we have listeners in LA, we have listeners here in the Inland Empire. Uh so I thought it was the perfect place to kind of all of us meet into one place. So I I know it's 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 it can be quite of a drive. I I know I do apologize for that. I know I will be making that drive. Um but I promise you it's going to be worth it. Definitely definitely going to be worth it. Um so I will put that link in the in the chat right now, so you guys can RSVP if you guys would like to. Again, I we urge you to come. It, it should be fun. It's exciting, um, and it, it's it's really a test run for us. And and if it turns out that we do well, uh, this is definitely something we want to continue to do later on down the season uh, for the rest of you guys to come on down if you guys aren't able to make it this time around. Um, Gentlemen, also, before we go any further, a lot of people are asking about uh, the Carson Friendly in uh, in March. Uh, of course, as soon as we heard, uh, we jumped oh, dude, on it. I was on that. You saw, yeah, dude, I, I was, saw the tweet and I tweeted to them, yo, let's, no, let's do something. Definitely. So uh, we're, we're in the mix. We're, we're working. Uh, we're contacting the people that we need to contact. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be at the game. We will be at the fan fest. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the fan there, there's going to be a fan fest uh, prior to the game. It's going to be at 2 p.m. Uh, close, I, I think, outside the gates of the stadium. And then uh, game says kickoff six o'clock, but I'm guessing it might be at seven. Uh, I'm not 100% confirmed or sure, 
but uh, we will let you guys know. But yes, mm-hmm. everything indicates that the Eagle Eye podcast will be going down to Carson, California on March 23rd. And uh, that March is going to be a pretty big month for us, if, if oh, I'm not yeah. uh, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Do you want to you tell them why? Uh, not 100% yet. Oh, okay. We'll, uh, um, we'll, keep, we'll keep some of that in uh, to ourselves until everything is officialized and we right. can talk to them about it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll be going down there. I will be there mm-hmm. um, as bright and early as possible that Saturday morning to make sure I'm down there for the Fan Fest. Eagle Eye uh, booth? Saying hi. Uh, what? Eagle Eye podcast booth? That would be amazing to have an Eagle Eye podcast booth, but uh, I don't think we have the – I don't think we bought a space. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. All righty. But, uh, yes, if you uh, if you guys can't make it down to the watch party, then uh, most definitely make sure you guys make it out to the game in Carson, California. Tickets go on sale Friday. I mean, not Friday, Saturday. Saturday, fr- uh, February 9th. If you guys haven't done so, prepare yourselves. That game's going to be a good one. So make sure you guys come on down. Mr. Jose Antonio, uh, no, not Jose Antonio, Mr. Jose Amparon saying he's driving down from friends, San Francisco to Carson to watch the game. Now, sir, wow. you are a true fan. That is more than a six-hour drive, ladies and And that's brother. a friendly game, too. And a friendly game. A friendly. That's dedication. That is dedication, and I I, I want to meet you now. I want to meet yeah. you, Mr. Jose. That, Anyways. That is one heck of a drive. So getting uh, to some... Get into some real, real things. Uh, anyone in the chat, please, um, who thinks Ivan should buy me and Dylan tickets to to go to Carson with him? Everyone in the chat, just uh, say something. And then if we get enough retweets, I think Ivan will do it. Oh, yeah. I'll buy I'll, I'll buy them tickets to come. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but yeah, it should, be, it should be a fun weekend, though. It should be. It should yeah. be interesting. Now, uh, Jose Sepulveda saying tickets go on sale tomorrow. Uh, that, that's not what I saw. I saw that they go on sale on the 9th through Ticketon. But um Ticketon. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, that's uh that that's where you, uh, you have to buy your ticket through. Well, at least that's one of the places where you can buy it through. I, I, I'm not sure if you can go through Ticketmaster or uh, StubHub or anything like that, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, that's that's kind of that that situation yeah. at hand. But uh yeah, we we're, we're excited and uh we hope to see you guys there. So uh oh Sepulveda saying that I'm, I'm right. So, yes, tickets go out Saturday, February 9th. And, again, Saturday, February 9th is the day of our watch party. Funny how all these things coming together, right? Yeah. So, if you are in the area and uh, you guys can make it down to Fullerton, to Larry's Pizza and Sports Parlor, we urge you to come on down, watch the game with us. Plenty of Americanistas are going to be there. Plenty of people from the Liga Mekis community are going to go. And uh, hopefully you guys can uh, come enjoy the game with us. So, gentlemen, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk America versus Leon. Um, Yes. A game that should be quite exciting because you're looking at an America side who looks a little bit more bolstered. It looks like they're playing a little bit better now after that Nekaxa win. Going up against a very decent Leon side. A Leon side that we, our good friend Miss Caritorre supports would probably attest to the fact that, hey, guess what? This Leon side is actually looking like they can play a little bit more than they did last season. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Their goal ratio right now is 10 goals scored, 5 conceded. You know, so they're scoring. We, we know that much. We know that they they have a pretty good uh, pretty good offense and can uh, can spring into into life any given moment. And... You know, this should this should be one that America shouldn't take lightly, considering that, you know, we always have, you know, a good match against Leon and usually come out with the short stick. But um no, but yeah, it should be it should be a good match though. 
No, yeah, most definitely. Uh, most definitely, most definitely. Now, of course, everything that is surrounding this uh, this game is, of course, the debut of our new number nine, even though he's wearing uh, number 15. Yes. Uh, Mr. Nico Castillo. Looks like yes. he will be coming off the bench mm -hmm. and he will be making his, uh, his appearance. His appearance, yes, and... Oh, I hope I really, really hope the attendance is uh, is is well, uh, for this Saturday because you know it it should be it you know it should be um there's a lot of hype around Nico Castillo uh I know I'm I know I'm personally very excited to see what he can bring to America I mean I know what he can bring it's just a matter of fact if he will do it or not um and and I really hope he gets a, a good decent amount of minutes you know hopefully maybe he comes in you know around the 50, 50, uh, 50 uh, fifth minute mark and. See, see what he can do. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, uh, I think with the little bit of interviews we've seen, the little bit of interviews that we've heard, he's saying all the right things. He yeah. looks like he's confident. He does. Uh, he's he looks like he's motivated. Now the question is whether or not he can uh, put uh, his uh, his actions into his own words, mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like you know it's one thing to say the right things; it's another thing to actually go and do them. Now, no one's going to question the fact that he's the, he has the key, uh, capacity to do so. Yes. It's whether or not he the shirt's going to fit him correctly. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm excited. Uh, I know a lot of us are hyped up. A lot of us are expecting uh, for this team to actually go and get things going. Uh, and Nico Castillo, of course, at the helm of all of this. You know, do we expect him to bag a goal, possibly? Um, You know, I... I want to say yes, but um, but ultimately it'll have to be how the game's flowing, you know. Can he bag one in? I think he can bag two in, if I'm being honest with you. But um, we'll we'll have to see how many minutes Herrera gives him as well. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then of course this is gonna be on next week's episode, and and you guys are not gonna want to miss next week's episode because we're previewing the Clásico Capitulino between Ooh. America and Pumas, and boy, is that one gonna be a little bit feisty seeing Castillo come back? That's gonna be a good one, honestly. I, I'm honestly very excited for this one. Oh yeah, definitely. But let's focus on Leon at hand right now. First, let's let, let's talk a little bit about the team itself. So Leon obviously scoring a lot of goals, although conceding some quite as well. Five goals conceded. That means they conceded about a goal per match. Yes. Uh, obviously means that defensively they're not the soundest of players. And if you think about it, they have a liability in Mosquera in in their defense. You know. You, mm -hmm. you look at this player, he, he looks very, very much like the weak link in, in that aspect. And you think at some point, you know, a Roger, even a Nico Castillo, when he comes in, all mm -hmm. he needs to do is put him under pressure and he could easily find himself the floodgates opening into the defense and, uh, and you know, a, a clear chance at goal. Obviously, mm -hmm. Cota, who always seems to have pretty good games against us, is probably going to be someone to look out for in net. Uh, but then you look at the side. Le Leon is playing good with with decent players, and it, it just feels like you know the team chemistry overall is is getting right where they need to be. Although on the most brightest side ever, America will not have to deal with the nightmare of Mauro Boselli anymore. Oh, and I think that's a huge uh, huge plus for us because that seemed to be our kryptonite. And you know, I guess good for us. He is he's not here, so but that still shouldn't take away of their uh their front four, which uh which like I said previously, they they can be pretty scary when they um when they start uh connecting and things start going their way. And you know what the crazy thing about it is the fact that you you felt like we always were playing a goal down, 
even before the game started because you knew Bocelli was playing and you knew he was going to score. Yeah. So you knew you had to get on the score sheet. That's annoying. Um, now it feels a little bit different. Now this feels a little bit more balanced in that sense. Uh, obviously, though, America, with the obligation at home to go out and completely steamroll as much as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. No, definitely, yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely have to wait and see. Now, let's jump into this preview as we always do, and let's talk and let's predict this uh, weekend's lineup, our favorite time. Our good friend, Mr. Cowboy, Dan, seems to have be having a little bit of technical difficulties, so he'll jump in as soon as he can. But, uh, Christian, let me hear. What do you have predicted for Saturday in regards to starting 11? Okay, so for Saturday, I have uh, Marchesina in net, uh, Paolo Aguilar, uh, Aguilera, Valdez, and Jorge Sanchez. In the midfield, I have Renato Ibarra, Guido Rodriguez, Edson Alvarez, and Chucho Lopez. And up top, I have Roger Martinez and Henry Martin. Now, to be honest, I wouldn't move that lineup at all. Right. I agree with it 100%. Mm-hmm. But but, I think Clement is starting. Well, what's up, Ben? You think Benedict is starting in the left-wing position? You know, no, that's... No, no. No, 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 I think Clemente oh. is starting. Oh, Clemente. Oh, you said Clemente. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Benedetti. My bad. Um, I wish. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't start him personally, but uh, but we know Miguel Herrera. Uh, now, I, mean, I don't know if anyone knows exactly, and we should probably know this is terrible on our part, uh, but I don't know if America has filled the required minutes. No, we haven't. Youngsters? We haven't. No, huh? No, we haven't. We're, uh, if how am I going to play? I've, Seventy. No, we're we're still we're, we're still a uh, a few a few jornadas away. I think it's, I'll take about two or three more jornadas after this one to complete it. But um, but the that we're gonna see youngsters in the in the next few weeks. We're definitely gonna see them. It's just um just who who we're gonna see and um and where they're gonna play. Well, I think Clemente's starting. I, I think he's just gonna put Clemente there. Um, again, you gotta fill in those minutes, right? You gotta mm-hmm. get those. You gotta and maybe, maybe like you said, maybe he's just, or I forgot, honestly, I, I'm sorry. Whoever said that, you know, we're just using our youngsters now. And then for later on in the season, when, you know, our players start coming back, we just kind of, you know, push them up to the side a bit and use them as like a plan, a plan D just in case, you know? No, yeah, that was me. <laughs> okay, that was you? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but I, th- I I totally agree with you, though. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I mean, anything else to add on this lineup? I don't think there is. I think it, it just it is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, nothing more, nothing more to say about it. I mean, there's not much you can move around. You know, Benedetti's in no shape to to play oh. full ninety minutes. Oh, I don't care how good he looked in in thirty. Uh, I I do expect to see him more in the second half. I, I do expect both. Nico to come in probably mm-hmm. in the seventieth minute, depending Hopefully. how the game is going. He might yeah. have to come in a little earlier. Hopefully, hopefully not. Oh, hopefully not. no! He's hopefully, not. he doesn't come in that early because that means that we need him to come in. I don't want him. I to just want to see him. Anymore. Honestly, I just want to see him take out Henry Martin, put in Nico Castillo. What do you mean? But uh, also, I expect Ibarwin to get some minutes as well. Ibarwin will be on the bench. Uh it looks like he's almost coming back to and could be featuring in this game. Nothing wow. is one hundred percent sure. We're still on okay. Wednesday, so we will know by Friday whether by or not Friday. he'll make the bench. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, keeping your fingers crossed, looks like he's going to be back in shape, and uh, hopefully, you can see some action in the second half. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see wow. if he does. But I would expect those to be the three substitutions made, unless something goes completely wrong, which. Mm-hmm. 
it's America. It always does. And uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see whether Piojo gets uh, wow, different, uh, different changes going on. Now, huge shout out has to go to Piojo because he's coming into this game with a hundred victories with America under his belt. Yes, I seen that earlier. It's um, I guess I guess you could say the the big milestone for Miguel Herrera. Um, you know he's he's that's three hundred points. Yeah, he's uh he's done everything. He did everything pretty pretty well last season. A few a few hiccups here that uh that could have you know probably he could have uh, resolved himself, but you know chose not to. Uh, starting off good this this season in my opinion. Uh, I think you would agree with me. And I just hope he continues to ride this good uh this good wave because you know we're playing well. A lot of our players a lot of our players are starting to return, and you know it should be better from here. It should be fingers crossed, but. This is America, and uh, for some reason, things always seem to go sideways for us. It's whether or not we can cope with that mm-hmm. that, uh, that matters. So, um, obviously, big, big, uh, big milestone for Piojo, and also a big motivation to get tactics right so he can make it one one in this yeah. game. What is it that America needs to do? Let's 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 you know how does America come into this game and walk out with three points? You know, besides mm-hmm. the usual. Uh, give give me something that you think America needs to do right in order to get this Leon side under pressure and get things going right away. Sure. Um, I really think we have to. I think catch them off guard. Um, I don't. I don't expect you to watch a lot of Leon games, but um, I t- I tend to try to watch our rival a little bit. You know, preview uh preview this podcast, and I do notice a lot that. Especially with the, with the youngster they have in Miguel Herrera as the, the center back, which is pretty funny, and um, and and Mosquera, they they like to push up a lot, honestly, and I think that's a that's a, that could be a plus and a, and a negative. It could be a negative because they can they can offer something to the attack, but it also could be a negative for them because our striker is like Roger Martinez, who loves the space and you know can create something in space. You know, if you catch them off a little bit uh, out of position, you know, you can create something from there as well as their. Their right back, uh, Navarro, he likes to push up a lot too and try to help uh, Mena on the attack as well. So if we can catch them, you know, push up a little bit in opposition, I think we have a good chance of uh, creating a good counterattack and probably uh, a scoring chance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Dylan, what is uh, what do you think America needs to do this game uh, against Leon, tactically speaking, to to to, to not just look good, but to also uh, you know, get to the result, which obviously needs to be a win. Oh, oh no! I believe our Cowboys' microphone is not working. Oh, there we go. Are we back. Oh, me there now? you go. There you okay. go. Okay, sorry about that. Okay. Um, no, when I was coming, when I was, what I was trying to say, yeah, definitely a win. They need to come out and really go almost a full 90 whenever they did against the first half against Querétaro, which is just, you know, just controlling the ball, dictating the pace, and, you know, just playing their game. And that's something that um, they didn't consist. That's something we've said a bunch of times and something that I brought up. And it's just doing that, you know, like you, like you mentioned too, it's just that simple one-two pass, you know, get things going, um, making the smart pass, not making the dumb pass, you know, pat, knowing when to pass back if you need to. Don't force no bad passes or anything. Um other than that, you know, I, I think uh, if you play like that, you play your game, you're going to play cleanly and you're going to play a good game and go out and get the result. Definitely, definitely. I think you need to use and abuse your pace that you have this game. Um, I, I think their center backs are not the quickest, you know, uh, no. and, and even with a bit of pace on them, they seem to be clumsy at times. Yes. Um, 
So I, I think, you know, just use an abuser not to the speed. You know, there's there's times where America's playing and, you know, all he needs is a good through ball and he's in. And I think he's going to find himself in those spaces this week. And uh, I'd really like to see, you know, pinpoint pos- uh, precision passing from, from our forwards, really. We'll have the opportunity to, you know, let Renato a little bit more loose and, and just use and abuse that speed. I'm not so sure who the winger is, whether it's Tony Lopez, whether it's Clemente, but still, you know, expect them to hopefully have a decent game actually get through the defender and, and whip in a good ball or, or even, you know, take on a good shot. Yeah. Um, I, I think a player that's going to be very important to us is going to be Edson Alvarez in this midfield oh. role. The things that he does so well is the things that we've praised players like Menes for doing, you know, he's able to receive the ball and, and know exactly where he needs to go and what he needs to do with it. And there's moments in times where he's passing the ball and he doesn't force it. He doesn't get too crazy with it. You place a simple one, two pass. And sometimes just a simple direct pass. And you think, well, why are we praising him for that? Well, because other players would try to take the ball more up. They would try to risk, you know, trying to take on one or two defenders. But I think Edson does well as he plays it safe, but at the same time knows exactly how he's moving through the game as the game is going. Uh, you know, he's he's muscling players out. For someone his size, you know, you think he's a bit scrawny, but, you know, he, he's, he's obviously doing things right at the gym and, and he, he's muscling out players left, right, and center sometimes. Uh, Positioning-wise, he just seems to know exactly what to do in that midfield. You know, he plays sometimes a bit of a cam, you know, sometimes he plays a bit of a center defensive mid. Sometimes he's a very, you know, loose center mid. He adapts to the game very well. He adapts to what things are going very, very good. So I think Edson is going to be a crucial part of whether or not, you know, we walk away with three points. And to be honest, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't be surprised if Edson scores a goal from outside the box. <laughs> yeah, you kind of do see sometimes he likes to get a little bit um a little bit of uh, anti and you know take take a shot, but uh but it's good. I mean, you know, having that that player that's not afraid to shoot up from outside the box is always a good thing to have. Um I wouldn't be surprised either if he scored. But uh but like you said, though, he's just the boss in the midfield and he just recognizes he knows that he's the uh, alongside Guido and they just they just know how to they they know each other, they play off each other very well, and that's a that's a huge advantage. Uh, for us going into this match. Definitely. Someone put our good friend Oscar Rodriguez saying, I don't know why we let Pedro Arce leave. He would always carry the team on his back. He was a one-man show. Did he even play? He played a couple of times. Did he? Yeah. He was subbed in. I questioned every time he came in. (laughs) (laughs) Questioned still everything about him. But, uh, yeah, hopefully – Pedro, if you are listening to this, uh, hope you're doing well, my friend. Hope you're doing well. And uh, do we even know where he ended up? He went back he, to Greece. Yeah, things went back to Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, he's going back to Europe, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I, I honestly would have liked him to see on the on the another Liga MX team. You know, maybe someone like a team like Nicaxa, maybe you know, who seems to. Oh, can you imagine Pedro Arce alongside Osmar Mares? Imagine. Oh my god, you guys see the game and Osman Radis took the free kick and that went like to the corner flag. It didn't even touch the box. Dude, I started laughing. Ah, Osmar Mares. Osmar Mares. I was intended. He's like, I can't put this ball in the box. I'm a, he's he's an Americanista fan. Yeah, I'm sure of it. He's like, I can't do this to my team. Yeah. So thank you, Osmar Mares. And he's the GOAT. For the GOAT. Definitely. Definitely. But um, but yeah. 
uh, it, it should be interesting to see how this team comes out. Piojo, of course, has a, a lot, a lot that he wants to uh, see out from this team. And then, of course, you're going to have a pretty decent bench in regards to Benedetti, Nico Castillo, hopefully even Ibarguen, oh, uh, yeah. which kind of brings us to the point of how many foreigners are going to be fielding this America roster. Yeah, that's um, that's a very good question to ask. And you know what? It's at this point right now, you know, it's not a problem. But give it two weeks, and it's going to become a huge problem. And I think that's when we need to have the conversation of you know who, which two foreigners need to see the the stands, and you know, six some games out. No, yeah, definitely. And you know what the thing is, right, with the pretty lineup we gave out, there's six players that are foreigners. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. means you have three spots in the bench for another foreigners. That is perfect because you have Ibarguen, you have um, Benedetti, and you have Castillo, right? Right. Then you say, you know, what happens next week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what if Miguelera likes to start Nico Castillo? Okay, then you have Henry Martin on the bench. And then if, uh, and then let's just say, uh, is Uribe back next week? Uh, or what do you need a little he's in he, he's being you know contemplated as he's, he might he might be he might be okay so you know then you have that problem okay do we sit Uribe on the bench just in case he wants you know put him in for minutes you know it's tough and it hurts because it's a good thing because the eternal competition it's always a good thing but it's a bad thing because you know the players that you're sending to the stand you know they have potential and you know they can offer something to the team but there's just no room and I don't know what to do in that position if I was Miguel Herrera, but I guess that's why I'm not the coach and he is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's got some tough, tough decisions going his way, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait yeah. and see. But for now, I think we should be fine for this week. Against for now. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone's favorite part, prediction time. So, gentlemen, give me your predicted uh, scoreline. Christian, I'll throw it to you first. What is your uh, What's your intended result for Saturdays? I'm gonna go three one. Three one America. Yes, three one America. Nice. Dylan. I'll take that too. Okay. Three one. I I'm gonna go with a, an America two nil result. Two nil? I like that. Two nil. Wow, not four nil, Ivan. No, not four nil today. No. I, I I feel we're gonna be a little bit more conservative in that aspect. And watch it be four nil just because yeah. I said you know. I hope it's four nil now. Oh, I will I, yeah. I I'd be happy if it's four nil. A little bit angry inside, but uh it's uh it hopefully it is that result line. And uh, hopefully it's a good game as well. That's the most important part. Now, for those of you questioning, because we didn't do this last week, what EA Sports FIFA 19 is saying. Well, right now the game hasn't ended officially, uh, but America is getting spanked 3-1. to one. Nice. Oh. So let's hope this is not the result, right? So knock on wood, and uh, let's hope that America can walk away with all three points. Because I think that's that's relatively what we want, what, what this team needs, just to get build up in the conference because of course next week is the Clásico Capitolino mm-hmm. and you really really need to come into that game uh guns blazing because of course it's an away game as long as uh, I know a lot of people like to say that's our house maybe it's our house in Ligia but it's not our house during league play all the time and this is a Buma side that's studying America of course we saw the coach last week at the game in Querétaro uh, yes. against Querétaro excuse me uh and a, possibly a new different Puma side so 
that's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know. But, uh, of course, America needs to get things done first against Leon, and that uh, that means getting the three points. And then, of course, even if it's a rusty, crusty, terrible one result that we get, I'll take it. Yeah. Building some confidence. And uh, I think once we get to the Jornada 8, that's when we'll really start criticizing whether or not America needs uh, to up and up their style of play because hopefully by then they actually have it down. Mm-hmm. And you should see by the end of I'm gonna give it the beginning of March. It's all players healthy, hopefully. Knock on wood. And this is it. This is this is where we truly get to see this America potential and hopefully take the league by storm. Hopefully. Definitely, hopefully. Uh so gentlemen, anything else you want to add on before we close out this segment? I'm good. No. Out of all those goals. Do any of you predict a Nico Castillo goal? Yes. The last one. So my 3-1, he will score the third goal. Dylan? I see it. Okay. If we win 4-0, yes. Yeah, I see him scoring. If we win 2-0, I don't think so. I think the real question is, do you see a match single this game? I I mean, it's possible. I You know, I wouldn't be surprised if at one point Marchesin takes a penalty this season. I think he should. <laughs> That'd be funny. I, I would I would I would like that. I promise you, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see that this season. I don't know. Something just tells me Marjasin will take a penalty. So uh hopefully <laughs> hopefully I'm right. That should be an interesting fun uh fun thing to watch. But all right, if that's uh nothing else to add on, that is our preview. Hopefully you guys feel the same way that America can walk away with the result. I see a lot of people giving three one, four nil, two zero, two ones, uh, you know adamant about a result and hopefully america can walk away with a very very good showcasing of course again a reminder that uh, this game is going to be live via univision and univision deportes three uh no not three excuse me that was last week 5 p.m pacific time 7 p.m central and uh 8 p 8 p.m eastern time and then of course uh for those of you coming down to the live show uh, at Larry's Pizza in Fullerton. Uh, doors open at 4 o'clock. I will be there at 3.59, just in case anyone wants to get there a little earlier. Uh, but, yes, come on down, 4 o'clock, get your food, get some beer, uh, get yourself ready, prepare yourself, and let's watch the game together. Should be fun, should be exciting, and uh, I hope to see as many, as many of you down there. And if you're listening to the podcast, you're more than welcome to join if you are in the area. Again, if you're in the Los Angeles, in the Orange County, in the Inland Empire area we do uh urge you and, and and we do invite you to come on down have some fun get a beer drink some uh i was gonna say drink some wine i don't know if they have that if they do come on down drink some wine uh <laughs> and uh grab yourself a slice of pizza and uh it, it's it's fun it, it should be exciting and we hope for the best so we can do this again sometime mm-hmm. next month in march as well so gentlemen i think that's it in regards to the men's yes yes it is chess as always, we're going to close out the podcast with a quick segment called the hashtag Lady Aguilas Corner. Our ladies, unfortunately, suffered their first defeat of the season, and unfortunately, what? it was against the rivals, Bumas. I mean, that one stung. I'm not going to lie. That one stung. That one hurt. Um, And I know it hurt the ladies just as much. Um... I wouldn't say we should be too concerned about it. It was a 1-0 result. It was a home game, which I would have liked to see us win. 
Um, but I think it's just a more motiv- motivation for the ladies to get better. I think we were seeing that this was eventually going to happen. You saw the consistency of 1-0 wins. You saw this team scraping through some of these teams in which you thought you could do better, you should do better. And sometimes there was points in which the game, you had everything under control so you weren't taking advantage of your chances. Now, we didn't see this game live, and we really don't have much to say. We really can't jump into details about it because we didn't see it at, at, at first hand. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone told me, look, America played well. They just didn't take their chances. And because of that, Pumas took their one that they did and just kind of held out for the game. I mean, I'll take your word for it, Ivan. Like you said, we can't <laughs> go much. We can't go much more off of that. Uh, all we can do is urge the uh, the ladies to keep uh, keep their heads, uh, you know, uh, lifted. You know, keep keep doing your thing, keep working, keep keep thriving. Uh, look, these things are about to happen in the season. It's whether or not you can cope with it and grow from it that that really determines whether or not you're capable of, you know, uh, defending that championship. Defending that championship, right? they, they 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 got the they got the stuff too. I mean, no, they do. They got the they, they got the players. They they got the coaching staff. They got the. You know, I'm pretty sure they have the the will and the determination. So the it's Cueva just matter. Sisters. Huh? The Cueva sisters. The Cueva sisters definitely the you know could be the first ever bicampeonato sisters. Just saying. Yeah, That'd be interesting. Yeah. That would be. So uh, hopefully they can get back into the run of form. Now, Dylan, do they do you know their next game? Monday at six versus Veracruz. That's gonna be an interesting one. That one's definitely gonna be good. Uh, so you know, first thing you do Monday morning before you get to work, before you go off to work, before you go off to school, make sure you do uh, tweet out hashtag Lady Aguilas. Now, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but uh, I do want to put all the blame on me for the ladies losing the game uh, against Pumas. I did not adhere to my own advice. I did not tweet out. The hashtag Lady Aguilas. So I feel like I'm I'm part I'm partly to blame for that loss. Is that fair to say? No, I was putting the whole blame on you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dylan thinks I'm I'm to blame for the whole game. Uh, I'm a little bit superstitious like that. I'm like, damn, I didn't tweet out hashtag Lady Aguilas. They lost. That kind of falls on me. Does so I'll take good. responsibility on that. I will, ladies. I'm sorry. I apologize. But don't worry. So Monday morning, right before I get to work, uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, I will make sure to tweet out hashtag Lady Aguilas. Uh, we were behind you guys. Make sure you guys do tweet it out. I'm pretty sure the ladies would love the support. would love to know the feedback that in the English department, they are well followed and well supported. So, ladies, keep on doing your thing. Keep on working. Keep on thriving. We expect great results from you. Now, gentlemen, anything else before we close out the show? No, man, I'm good. I think we've covered everything. Now, for those of you who are asking, because I know there's questions out there, whether um, about um, our YouTube giveaway, we will be getting that sorted out closely. We have reached over the 100 followers we have, so we will get that going. Um, Gentlemen, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we surpassed 700. giveaway to uh, adhere to right mm-hmm. we should really make an agenda because i've lost track of all the giveaways we we, we need to yeah, do yeah we need to, and, we need yeah, to sit we, down and yeah 
So I'm going to get, I'm going to sit down with these gentlemen and we're going to get things sorted out. Uh, but what you guys can do in the meantime, while we get that going for next week is uh, you guys can go follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Instagram at the same handle user at Eagle Eye Podcast. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us there with just our name, the Eagle Eye Podcast. You can also find us on, uh, I was going to say Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Sorry, I was going to say Shopify for some reason. We don't have merchandise as of yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to partner up with Gansitos to get like a Gansito Eagle Eye podcast jersey, uh, something along those lines. That'd be pretty cool. Be um, but uh, yeah, Spotify as well. And uh, on all major platforms, you can even find us sometimes on Reddit. I post sometimes the podcast there or some major announcements. So, uh, you know, you post keep, it all the time. Keep up to date with America and keep up to date with the podcast because at the end of the day, this is more yours than it is ours. Really, it really is. So, for you, the listener, thank you so much. And uh, I think that is all. We're gonna close out the show now. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful night. We will be seeing you guys on Saturday, whether you make it to the Fullerton game or whether you're on Twitter. We'll be live tweeting that game as well, or whether you're on Instagram. We'll uh, we'll be making sure we post as much pictures as we can about our viewing party event. Again, that is gonna be at Larry's Pizza at uh, Fullerton, California. I know I've been mentioning that over and over again but it's just so that you guys can remember you guys can go down it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great i hope you guys all make it gentlemen anything else no um, keep an eye out oh go ahead christian oh sorry i, no, I just want to say thank you for everyone to stop and buy every i saw a couple of new faces today and that's always great to see it um just motivates us to keep doing this and try harder every single week so thank you to everyone and i hope ivan sees many of you on saturday Thank you, thank you, Dylan. Keep an eye out for mine and mo- mine and Ivan's movie podcast. Yes, we're <laughs> that, have we, a movie that, podcast. that we pushed back like six hundred. Yeah, times. we were scheduled that for like about a month now. <laughs> this is terrible, terrible. They're, they're terrible. They need but, a manager. But at least we know where the priority stands <laughs> in regards to a podcast. So, uh, you guys can find us here next week on Tuesday, seven p.m. Pacific time, uh, and uh, nine p.m. Central. Of course, ten p.m. Eastern time. And uh, with that said, good night, everyone. Hope to see you guys on Saturday. And uh, Arriba la América. Good night. Bye, guys.